Welcome back to the Joke Show here on the Dion Family Network, episode 172. Two weeks post Super Bowl, I guess we just really hit a hit some lack hit of low. football, lack lack of sports. Yeah, there was uh, also a sickness ran through the house, which is which is pretty fair. But uh, we are back for the first time since the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, right. Do we say the 2023 Super Bowl champions? Um, technically the year they won it. Yeah, I don't think so though. I think it's they're part of the 2022 season. Yeah, football doesn't do the like 22, 23 like no. basketball or hockey or anything like that. Uh, besides that, I mean, I guess we'll we'll briefly talk about the Super Bowl. It feels like so far away. Yeah. Um, but we do now, thanks to alternate leagues, have 46 out of the 52 uh, weeks a year of football. Wow. I think I think that's what it was. Uh, then NHL will talk about the newest phenomenon, uh, getting scratched for trade related reasons, uh, in the NBA, uh, I guess we could do it together, but I ranked the, every event of all-star weekend. Uh, so we'll talk about some stuff in the NBA and then MLB spring training just underway. Jacob deGrom's already hurt and you're right about Manny Machado. There we go. Uh, but yeah, uh, the chiefs win the super bowl of what? Were we not like two minutes away from it being possibly one of the greatest Super Bowls ever? Yeah, I think the refs blew the call and made the game not as exciting, even though it was a good game. Very good game that had the anticlimactic ending of a holding call, which James Bradbury admitted it was a holding call, but wasn't a wasn't a it was a soft call. I did did the NFL get away from uncatchable passes? Uh, I feel like that's a, like a lot of rules in the NFL. It's a sometimes, sometimes they talk about it because that ball in that situation wasn't catchable. No, it's like, is it because like Tyree kills in the, in the NFL that any, any ball is now considered catchable, right? Or Jefferson makes these incredible catches, you know, or Beckham. Yeah. All those because it they seems can make, unreachable. Yeah, so now everything is catchable. Because in my mind, yeah, it's a hold, but you think you would get together and go, yeah, but it's not catchable. I just I don't even see like defenders or coaches um, using that tactic when they're trying to argue with the refs anymore. They used to. I don't see that anymore. No, not or, really. Or they, they used to do the old hand over the head, right, where it was uncatchable. I don't think I've ever seen that. Really? Oh, yeah, it was. Again, it might have been when they first came out with that rule or or anti rule. I guess it would be, but and it it takes away from what was a great game. Like this is the funny thing about like in the context of Patrick Mahomes, because now with the second Super Bowl, now the conversation because it's sports has to shift into where does he rank all time? Right. Is he a top five quarterback of all time? And it's like he's twenty seven. Yeah, can we give him like? Maybe in 10 years, let's talk about this, but it's just not how sports works anymore. We have to we have to put him, you know what, maybe he's the third quarter, best quarterback of all time behind right. Brady and Montana. I, I don't know. Can we not just enjoy this moment and like this Mahomes game that like we watched it and they won and he won MVP and we both sat there and said, was he the MVP? No. Hertz was the better quarterback. Look at his stats. He had more running, rushing touchdowns. Yep. I don't know if he had more rushing yards or not, though, because I know Mahomes had a couple good scrambles. Yeah, he had that one right. up the middle. That'll probably be 
the greatest moment for him of that game, but yeah. he does look like a toddler running away from yeah, his parents. Yeah, just like he's he's scared, scared for his life running away. But yeah, yeah, Jalen Jalen Hurts not a, not only like tied for most rushing touchdowns as a quarterback, but just rushing touchdowns. Period. Exactly with uh, Terrell Davis, I think. Um, yeah, that I sounds that's about right. Yeah. Um, and has this incredible game. The The fumble was bad, but I also loved the Eagles after the game of there was no excuses about the the penalty that was called or the field conditions because, like, the Chiefs had to play on that f- field too. Right. It just wasn't a good field. Yeah, like exactly. It, Unfortunately, because that's the whole reason why the Super Bowls are usually played in warm atmospheres to avoid what happened apparently the nfl grew the field like they spent eight hundred thousand dollars to grow this field just for the super bowl and that's how it turned out like that fumble what like jalen hurts's fumble was i don't want to say just because of the field but it was a major impact of why he fumbled the ball right um and it does take away from what a great season the eagles had well it doesn't take away because they just they lost the last game of the year who you're obviously disappointed but right they was, were there. They yeah. were right there, right? If if not for that holding penalty that really wasn't, then maybe we talk more about the fumble because that, that seemed to be the TSN turning point, if you want to call it. It was the turning point in the game because up to that point, the Eagles hadn't made any mistakes, but the momentum seemed to have changed once that happened. Was there an, I don't think there was an interception in that game. Mm, I think the fumble was nope. the only turnover right and then there was the other one that was almost another fumble but they had to review it that they had to like which it was a catch but he didn't make a football move yeah miles sanders he definitely been another touchdown he caught the ball but yeah didn't make the first step but so really two fumbles but yeah whatever on that on that front now like the i guess maybe the the sports tv question that i'll ask you is like over under in the next 10 years over under three and a half super bowls for the chiefs so do you think they can Ooh. win two more yes just patrick mahomes is that that's yeah he's enough to yeah if you can give up i don't know the top three receiver on your team and still win that uh yeah and you've get andy reed yeah, and it doesn't seem like when's he going to stop coaching? It doesn't seem right. like he's lost any joy because a lot of coaches would probably go, "I just won my second Super Bowl, you know, I'm I'm good." Especially after that Super Bowl is probably a lot harder. Like I would love to hear him talk about what it was like to play the Eagles in that organization, and I mean at least a few of the guys that he knew, right. like that he coached before. Right, fair enough. Um. The Eagles not only lost the Super Bowl, they lost both their offensive and defensive coordinator within days of losing the Super Bowl. Right. Which is the right way for it to go rather than, you know, people interviewing during the playoffs and stuff like that. It just doesn't make sense. That was the weird thing about Shane Steich and the offensive coordinator is kind of before the Super Bowl. I don't know if we talked about it, but we kind of knew that he was going to be the Colts head coach. Yeah. Again, for... The second, I, I don't know, maybe the Colts should look at a different franchise for a head coach because the last time they did this was hire an offensive coordinator from the Eagles that at least were in the Super Bowl was Frank Reich. Right. And that, I don't know if it, that's a disappointment, but it definitely didn't end end very well. Right. 
Um, I also think I, I wrote in my note. I was checking my notes last time. I think I said that the Eagles were wearing white jerseys. Yeah. And that was like the big record of teams that wear white win. Uh, the Chiefs were the ones wearing white. white. Uh, so the record, the record stays. So what? Uh, it's now. Oh, I thought I wrote it down. I didn't. So that's o- that's almost like saying the away team because in football, the dark the jerseys are are the home team generally. Who was wasn't Philly the home team? I'm trying to think. I don't know. Yeah, that's the Super Bowl. It doesn't really outside of the coin toss, it actually doesn't matter who right. the home team is. Uh, also. The Eagles' defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon, hired by the Cardinals, and then has immediately started this like Kyler Murray campaign of we're going to help him and he's going to be under center. But when is he even coming back? Yeah, he's a torn ACL. Yeah, like your best case scenario is mid October or or like late September if he's like really ahead of schedule. Right, because he tore it late in the season. Yeah um other coaches and funny enough three out of the four coordinators in the super bowl now on different teams eric Bieniemy taking the washington commander's offensive coordinator job so same job different team right different challenge i guess you're also thinking if washington isn't good again this year they probably probably would fire ron rivera possibly and then Bieniemy sitting there to possibly run a team i kind of like this this move for him to to prove yourself of like I'm a good offensive coordinator, I don't just need Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. Like kind of betting on himself, wasn't gonna get a head coaching job for some reason. So I I like the move for Bienemy, but also if it doesn't go well, then everyone's gonna turn to, Oh, so you're a good offensive coordinator because of Patrick Mahomes. Like that's all you were. It it's it's the type of challenge that I like to see from a coach. Also uh, the Ra- uh, Ravens hired Todd Monken, who was the Georgia Bulldog uh, offensive coordinator. Um, I don't know what this means. There's a lot of Lamar Jackson rumors out there. There's one out there, and this isn't me just creating this, that he might go to Atlanta. It's it's interesting. Like I think Lamar Jackson is the last NFL player in history to not have an agent. <laughs> like his mom, I think, is his agent. Oh, is or it actually? Is. Yeah. Wow. So it's just a weird, weird scenario. And, like, he wants more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson, which, personally, I would give to him because I I just think someone should have more guaranteed money than Deshaun Watson. Well, I, I can tell you there's probably 22 women out there that would definitely back that. Uh, so if if Lamar's a Falcon, does, does he get number seven? Do we just go full Michael Vick? I got excited when I saw this. I know it's a pipe dream and the Fal- Falcons would have to give up a lot, but if you're getting a franchise quarterback, which I, I don't know, Lamar to me is a franchise quarterback. Yeah, but you might not have to give anything up. Be just a free agent. Free agent. Because they'll probably give him, if if he's not signing long term, then he's they're going to franchise tag him. Right. So they'll get him for one more year. That's and, how it works. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, maybe Atlanta. Uh, Derek Carr also with one of, I would say for the NFL is not a big player empowerment league. The NBA is the big league of like, I want to get traded, trade me now, get me out of here. The NFL is very, it's still the opposite of like, we control your rights. And for sure, we're going to decide what happens to you. But Derek Carr put it in his own hands and the Raiders benched him for the last couple weeks of the year. And 
just as you know a little middle finger on the way out says i have a no trade clause i'm not you're not trading me i'm not accepting a trade anywhere if you want to get rid of me you have to release me right which i love i think that's awesome well that's the only right he had right so that's the only bargaining chip you know he had because i'm sure there aren't very many no trade clauses out there to be honest with you, I don't hear very many of those. Not in the NFL. No, because the union's very weak. Yeah. <laughs> and they've, they've had the same guy for like 15 years. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Uh, oh, I guess maybe where where do you want to see Derek Carr play and where do you think he ends up? Um, I would like to see him in San Francisco because they think they're that close. And they don't need a superstar they don't need an Aaron Rodgers there. A Derek Carr, I think, could get it done to put them over the top. And that's where you think he ends up? Yeah. I I I know the Saints and the Jets have been the two teams that he has visited so far. I think the Jets are in that not the same level as the 49ers, but right. if they just have a competent quarterback, yeah, like this they're... year they're a playoff team. If they have Derek Do Carr, they're a playoff team. Absolutely. Yes, they don't lose their last, what, seven games of the year or whatever they yeah. end up doing. Uh so bad. Um, oh, the I was about to say the St. Louis Rams. That's a that's a throwback. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams. So they agreed with Bobby R- Wagner to a release one year after signing a five year deal together. So that's a little weird. That's again weak union. <laughs> and uh, Jalen Ramsey might get traded. So that's that's the state I would say of the Rams. Well, they're they're up against the salary cap, right? They got it. They got to free up some money if they want to be competitive. They're already up against the cap, and they were five and twelve, so they got some work to do. I'm trying to think of like what's the what's the Jalen Ramsey team? Because Bobby Wagner could just go anywhere. That's not really. Sure. But Jalen Ramsey is still, I would say, a competent quarterback, cornerback. I'm trying to think of where I don't know. For some reason, I just have the Chargers in my head. He's gonna go to a team that's got a chance, right? Like at this point, it's not about money. He's yeah. gonna go to a place that where he can win. I would think. Yeah, if you're if you're trying to pick somewhere to win, then you think of the the Buffaloes, the Kansas City, exactly, Cincinnati. Yeah. Also, somewhere where you could still be the number one cornerback, right? Like I think of the Bills. Of he would be their number one corner, but yeah. also they have a good support system and secondary all around them. Oh, for sure. Everyone else would just kind of move down a leg, right? Same with the Cowboys. Yeah, that would be a good one. A big, big Jerry Jones type of move. Yeah. And then he'll... So what do you think? Restructure Zeke and sign Pollard? Uh, Yeah. Or release him one or the other for (laughs) Zeke, unfortunately. Yeah, because Pollard is the priority. That's who you have to keep. Yeah, he's the younger... You can get you can get another. Unfortunately, running backs are a dime a dozen now. It's you can like who won the rushing title this year? I just seen this the other day, and I can't remember who it was. Oh, uh, actually, I do know who it is. Josh but, Jacobs. Yeah, I wouldn't have known that. Like, I just happened to. Oh yeah, it used to be a big deal. Like, who's leading in rushing yards? Like, it used to be a big deal. Like in the when the NFL was a rushing first league. Even like the Adrian Peterson days, yeah, of like, is he gonna rush for two thousand yards? I don't think anyone the, cares about that. No, like, yeah, like it, again, that was the big deal. Like, can someone break? I think it was Walter Payton's record at one time, and then it became the old Eric Dickerson. He broke the record because that was a big. Now no one seems to talk about it. It's weird. 
Also, Josh Jacobs in a contract year. So yeah, but and he only rushed for like sixteen hundred yards or something crazy, right? But that's probably your new max, right? It's just like um, MLB pitchers. You're never going to see another thirty game winner. You're lucky if you're going to see another twenty game winner. Yeah, when they're talking about like, could this guy hit two hundred innings? Right, and that was like I remember Steven Strasburg at one point. That was just like his limit. He couldn't go above two hundred. Right. It's like, well, what if we make the playoffs? Yeah, sorry, no. doesn't matter. I'm at my limit. Here. Yeah, guy should have rested me. Yeah. and Load made the playoffs still. Um, I don't know where where I was. What were we sorry. talking about? Oh, the Josh Jacobs. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was just like, if someone's gonna give Tony Pollard like twenty million dollars a year, yeah, just just let him go. Like I said, you can get another running back in the first round if you want, or and it doesn't have to be the first round. Running backs, you can get in second or third. Like, when's the last time a running back was considered a number one pick? Top five pick. Top ten pick. Right? It just doesn't happen anymore. Honestly, probably Zeke. That was right. probably the last one. And that was how long ago? At Seven least. years ago now? Yeah. Right? And now running backs, there's lots of good ones. You can go out and get one anytime. Go get one from Arizona State. Go get one from Michigan. They're all, go get a quarterback. Turn him into a running back. Right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's so many options out there that yeah. you, if you don't have one of those like Nick Chubb, Derrick Henry, I don't know, Saquon, if you don't have one of those McCaffrey, if you don't have one of those guys, then right. just put like five guys in your running in your running backs room and just be like, I don't know, you guys figure it out. Yeah. You guys do stuff. We'll mix and match and you don't need superstar like running back is probably the most expendable position I would say in sports. Like, well, put it this way, it's be- almost becoming extinct right we used to have fullbacks on every team that's basically extinct right we got what two teams or three teams <laughs> left with a fullback i was gonna say two <laughs> right and i and i think a lot of that has to do with the quarterbacks because now you know you've got the all quarterbacks should be able to run yeah right they were pretty much except for the goat <laughs> but everybody else can run a little bit either to save their lives or it's part of the attack where you know, there, there's, right, like, what did Jalen Hurts run for this year? Probably 650. Again, I'm just throwing that Yards? number out. Yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. But, right, so if you add that up with a Josh Jacobs who runs for 1,600 yards, there's your 2,200 yards for whoever could break the rushing record. Oh, like the two, like the Combining. leading quarterback rusher and running back. Right. That makes sense. Um, We've got... Uh, some some drama at Fox. So Tom Brady before the Super Bowl said, "I'm not joining Fox until 2024." Right. And then later it came out that when 2024 hits, apparently Greg Olson will be replaced by Brady on wow. that number one team, which would I I can't remember what the exact number was, but it was dropping Olson's salary from like 10 million to like three million or something like that. Wow. Going down to the B team, which. Made me think of that. Greg Olson just gave the most like football comment ever of like I'm basically I'm not giving my spot up. Like I'm not giving it up for free. Right. And like we said it, Greg Olson has been really good. Absolutely. Year two of him and Kevin Burkhart, and they were the number one Fox team this year. Yeah. They were great. Yeah. Argue arguably the best team, like broadcasting team this year. Right. And then yeah, I don't I don't want to. Are we sure Brady's going to be good? Well, that's the thing. He's a good quarterback, but how do you know he's a good analysis? Because I thought he was terrible as a interviewer. 
Yeah. He, he's almost as cold as Belichick. It's almost like he, he, he went to the Bill Belichick school of how to answer questions. I, he right? might, like, might as well have. Right? Like the the gate flate or whatever you call that. Yeah. Right? Deflate gate. Deflate gate. I don't know. I just... Like, compared to, like, let's say Aaron Rodgers, he would be, a, I think, a great analysis. He would, he would right? be really I good. didn't really realize, like, Tony Romo would be as good as he is. No, that was, that was like, he was... That was a bit of a surprise for me. But. Like, I was not expecting for the, here we go, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> he's just, like, the most, he's just a golden retriever. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, let's, let's hope. I mean, at least we get, we get a guaranteed one more year. Maybe let's just throw Brady in the 13-man panel that... <laughs> There's not enough guys there. Well, because Sean, Sean Payton's out. Yeah. Which was weird after the Super Bowl of, like, he was wearing an orange tie, and then he was like, you know, the Chiefs are done. <laughs> well, yeah, because you're going in their division. You want them to be done, but they're sadly not there, Sean. Um, so, yeah, just throw throw Brady in that spot. They Everyone gets one sentence per pregame show, and... Yeah. Maybe next year, honestly, Fox, just double down. Just double. Just throw, like, 20 people on the panel. And well, just, just have, like, an offensive <laughs> team and a defensive team so then you can fill all your spots. That's true. 11. Okay, let, let's hear from the strong safety. <laughs> 20, 22 man panel. I like it. Yeah. Uh, so the NFL is done, but the XFL is underway. Yes. The XFL on ESPN. Um, I don't know any of the teams. I... <laughs> All I heard was that people liked week one was all I heard about right. it. Right. I've got that in my uh my good, bad and great. Did you watch it? I no, but just the um the rules ah. that you'll you'll be excited about. Oh, I heard a couple of them, which I think right. the NFL should adapt. Absolutely. Uh last NFL is Netflix who just is pumping out these sports docuseries. It started with Formula yeah. One, yep. then they did the tennis one, breakpoint. Yep. I started um I don't know if I told you this, I started the golf one full right. swing yeah watch the first episode of that it was great jordan spieth and justin thomas are like best friends oh didn't know that okay. like really good friends like they fly on private planes together to get to tournaments oh, wow um and then this summer they're coming out with a quarterback series so it is funny the th i don't know if there's more than just these three but patrick mahomes Kirk Cousins and Marcus Mariota all wore uh, microphones throughout the season and were recorded at home. So this summer, Netflix's quarterback series. Right. It is funny, though, when it's like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes and then Kirk Cousins. OK, Marcus Mariota, who got benched halfway through the year. Well, at the same, I guess at the same time, you can get to see different levels of quarterback. And but at the same time, it's probably who wants to and who doesn't want to do it. I'm impressed that they got Mahomes to do yeah, that yeah, out of anyone. Sure. I don't know who else would do it, but right. you're going to get the Super Bowl champion. You're going to get that Colts-Vikings game. They're definitely going to show that one of the big Kirk Cousins comeback. And then, right. yeah, Mariota will get benched. Yeah. That'll be your... So you're... Yeah. I hope they have more quarterbacks, but that's just what the, the press release said. Uh, that is it for the NFL, I'm sure. The news cycle will always always keep us talking NFL. We didn't talk about Aaron Rodgers' darkness retreat because right. who cares? Yeah. It's just weird. Uh let's go to the NHL and the I don't think have you ever heard of someone getting scratched for trade related reasons before a few weeks ago? 
yes, but not for this long of a period of time. Usually, like, someone's scratched the day before a trade. Like, if there's something imminent happening, and that's and that's why, I, I don't know if you noticed on social media, there was a few, oh, he got traded, and then, oh, no, no, he didn't. No. Yeah, right? There's... Like, oh, and that's because that's what usually happens in the NHL is, you're sorry, you're not playing tonight, buddy. You, we have to rest you. We don't want you to get hurt because we're trading you. Because it's happened, like, Dmitry Orlov got scratched and was traded within, like, an hour. Right. But, that, like, that's typically what happens is that day or the next day someone's traded. But, like, when's the last time Jacob Chikrin played? And same with... Um, I, I, Columbus guy? Gavrikov? Yeah. He's been sitting out for, like, a week. Yeah, it's it's weird. So, like, obviously there's talks happening, so that's probably why... Um, these guys are being held out, even if there's nothing imminent, but there's something going, obviously going to happen. Both those guys are getting traded before the deadline. The only one that, that wants it to happen on Monday is TSN yeah. and Sportsnet. They're going to have no, nothing to talk about because all the trades are already have happened. Yeah, that's true. They it's all just recap. And that's all going to be reminding of the trades that happen. I'm, I would be surprised if they get to double-digit trades on actual trade deadline day because everyone's just making the moves now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, it almost feels like there should be, like, a trade freeze period for these broadcasters. Be like, please, just wait until the deadline. Right. Give every team that day off and then make all make your, your trades moves. and everyone can fly in because until then, everyone's going to make moves early or move the deadline earlier. Right. Because everyone wants to make their moves early so that they can kind get, get their, their lineup set up. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a weird thing. Um, so yeah, trade related reasons. That's that's a fun that's a fun new wrinkle. Like yeah. um, the Rangers scratched two guys today, and now everybody thinks that Patrick Kane is going to be a Ranger, ah. which is that team is if they get Patrick Kane, I don't I don't know what the ceiling of that team is right. because. I thought he was going to Boston, to be honest with you. I, what, just after the Leafs made their move, I thought Boston would counter. Although, I don't even think Boston really needed to even make a move, to be honest with you. But they just got themselves better. I'm still going to I'm gonna say still say Edmonton because that's also the move they don't need to make. They need a defenseman. But the, their move is just, ah, let's just get better at what we're already amazing yeah. at. They just, need the Sharks defenseman, plain <laughs> and simple. Let's win every game 7-6. That's, yep. that's the real goal. Uh, so let's talk about some of these trades. So the big one, obviously, being Ryan O'Reilly to the Maple Leafs. Yeah. had Again, you've had some time of him being on the team. So he's going there, or he's there now, but 75% retained, which is, I love that GMs are actually getting creative with this. Yeah. Like, good sure. on Kyle Dubas for making this move and showing teams, look, if you give which for some reason Minnesota is just the cap yeah, dump like, team. I, I guess Arizona decided not to be involved in any. Oh, we'll take. Oh, well, they uh, they, they changed did one, their yeah. tune. Yeah, they finally are back in the move. Uh, so they get Ryan O'Reilly, Noah Achari, and a prospect for Mikhail Abramov, um, mid-level Leaf prospect, yeah. and then a first, second, and a third, and then Minnesota. So St. Louis retained fifty percent. Minnesota took on twenty-five percent and got a fourth-round pick out of it. Right. And I know a lot of people are going to say that this is an overpay to hate on the Leafs, but how does how does this not make the Leafs better? Like my initial thought is, and you're you can quote me on this: this might actually put the Leafs in the proper spot to win a Stanley Cup. I hate, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say that, but I like the moves they've made. 
Like, normally they might make a move and go, oh, here's a guy that just wants to come back to Toronto. It's happened time and time again, or they make the wrong moves and stuff like that. But to be perfectly honest with you, like the Yarncroft, the I love that move. Yeah, that was a good I signing. I just thought it was a great signing, and he just fits in perfectly there. And and with these two moves now, you're getting grit. Like these these are the guys you need to beat Tampa Bay and Boston. And right. it's funny that our debate has still, and I think it's going to hold true until the playoffs, is what do you do with Ryan O'Reilly? Because personally, when they made the move, I thought if Tavares can play the wing and Riley play, O'Reilly plays center on that second line, that makes your top six incredible, but then your bottom You're six still, looks a little rough. Exactly. That's, that, that's the only problem I have with this. Up, but again, they're still working things out. If Riley O'Reilly can be your third line center, I think that puts them over the top. I don't think he needs to be in their top six. No. To be honest with you, they, there's enough talent there already that it just makes your third line. Now your three top lines are way better than anybody else's three top lines, in my mind. Yeah, especially down place, down yeah. the middle. Yeah, like absolutely. Boston, D- Tampa, sure, Point, and I don't even know if Stamco still plays center, but right. so, let's say Point, Sorelli, and Nick Paul. Right. Or Bergeron, Krejci, Charlie Coyle. Yeah. Yeah, give now me Matthews, Tavares, O'Reilly over exactly. both of they, them. They would be ahead. Yeah, exactly. Um, What other moves did we have? Oh, so then Dimitri Orlov and Garnet Hathaway going to Boston, which just two guys made for Boston. Yeah. Just it, makes so much sense. It just sense. makes me sick to my stomach that they figure out to make another. Like, I did. what happened there? Did Washington retain salary? I think so. And okay. another team I think might have jumped in. But also going back to Washington, Craig Smith, 2023 first, 2025 second, and a 2024 third. Right. That's giving up a lot. But, again, now you've just strengthened your – like, again, if if you take a look at Boston's top three defensemen, they're better than any of Toronto's defensemen. Yeah. That right, like yeah. Tor- if Toronto could get one of those three guys, Lindholm, Orloff, and McAvoy, or Mac- any one of those three were, were on Toronto, I I would almost kick them Stanley Cup champions. The only other problem I have with Toronto is their goaltending. I still think it's a little iffy that Samsonov is because I don't think you got a backup. No, that that's going to be able to play right. Like Murray's again, just an injury prone guy. Yeah, and then you have two kids, Shalgren yeah. and Wall. Right. But you can't trust them. The only thing, like, you need to play somebody else because, it's like, Samsonov can't play 50, 60 games. And right. then, especially if he's going to be your number one goalie in the playoffs. Like, you got to you gotta make sure he's rested for the playoffs. And he is kind of injury prone as well. And he was, right? like, he was sick, and then they played Chicago. Yeah. Um... So yeah, good on good on the Leafs, but yeah, Boston just gets better for no reason. You don't you yeah. need it. No, you don't need Garnet Hathaway, no. especially when like they're talking about they're going after, you know, the Montreal Canadiens and Detroit Red Wings all time points records, right? Yeah, I I mean, Marshan said they're not talking about records. They're not just play your game. Just yeah, I, it's all they have to do. Yeah, and they they really might get there, although. Playoff success doesn't always doesn't always add up. No, you can talk to those Red Wings teams or team ninety five ninety six. Well, teams like 
if you take a look at yeah, pres- like at Florida, <laughs> right? Even the Flyers, 1980, 35 game unbeaten streak, they lost in the final. Everyone says the last team to win the President's Trophy and the Stanley Cup was Chicago. Oh, I was going to say New York Rangers, but okay. That was 2013. Right. If anybody remembers, that's the shortened seasons. That right. doesn't really so count. Not even, right. The last real team to do it, Detroit, 2008. Really? Oh, there you go. I think. I don't know. I might have made that up, but at least that's what my brain told me. And uh, if it's not, then it's the Rangers of 94. Wow, that's a really long time. Uh, smaller moves, but Tyler Mott's going to the Rangers. Julian Gauthier in a 2023 seventh, conditional seventh, but Tyler Mott going back to the Rangers again. Right. He was a Ranger last year, signed in Ottawa, back with the Rangers. I feel yeah. like that's happening a lot in sports, where guys right. are going back, back to teams. To, yeah. Um, and then just the spectacle of the ball. Arizona Coyotes, what a great move getting Shea Weber. He's uh, going to help them. Yep, playing their top six or uh, top. He's top pair guy for in sure. Two thousand twenty-one. Then you have to trade Chikrin. Just put him and Chikrin together. <laughs> then you're good. They're both right-handed, I think. Right. So uh, Chikrin's lefty. Oh, is he? Oh, okay. I think they wear the same number though, so uh, that might be there. They'll have to buy him a watch or something <laughs> to take his number. <laughs> uh, so Arizona takes on Shane Shane Shea Weber's contract. How obviously. many times Weber been traded the last year or so? Holy jumping. Uh, the Flyers are going to sign him. Remember that? Yeah. Well, they did sign him. Yeah, and Nashville had to match, had to match it. it. Uh, Vegas is getting Dyson Mayo, who's going down to the minors. But just a salary cap dump and add Shea Weber to the Marion Hosa, Pavel Datsuk, the the legends that Arizona's traded for, but will never never yeah. be a Coyote. Right. Um. Well, he is a Coyote, but never wear the jersey. How about yeah. we say that? Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Sidney Crosby got a 10-minute misconduct the other week against the Kings. Uh, him and Mikey Anderson were fighting, and then he said something to the ref and got two and a 10. Wow. Uh, Connor McDavid hit 100 points for sixth time in his career, I think. And the other Connor did the same thing. Yeah, Connor Bedard. That, that, what does it fall hard for Bedard? That's what we're calling it? That's Yeah, we were... What you we call were, it? We called it bl- blow, blow it. Blow it for Bedard is what we're calling it. Okay. I like that. Uh, Which we came through again last night. Big four-point loss to the Canadians. <laughs> um, Edmonton also blew was just blowing three goal leads the other the other week too. Who's they, that? Sorry, Edmonton. Uh, oh, okay. The, sorry, they did it to the Rangers. I was and there thinking was another you were going to say Pittsburgh because the Penguins were doing the same thing. Yeah, the Penguins just, just aren't falling. very good. Like, like there's two teams there that are are gonna lose their way into the wild card the capitals and the penguins i mean the capitals kind of showed they're selling no yeah Tra- but they're Orlando. still but i think they're too far ahead to not get the wild card who's gonna catch them oh maybe buffalo washington they're yeah. not they're not on the wild card now oh no no uh it's very it is very tight they're all separated by like four points right um it's interesting to see what buffalo does because that that could be a patrick kane team yep yeah, uh, we talked about that. Islanders, 67 points. Sabres, Red Wings, Panthers, 64. Uh, did I say Florida or Pittsburgh? Florida. Uh, Pittsburgh, 63. Washington, 62. Oh. And then it kind of drops from there. Yeah. Ottawa, 58. Philadelphia, 56. But Playoff Montreal, run? Nope. Two games in hand for Montreal. <laughs> two points back. They'll take over that lead. I just don't think we can catch Columbus. <laughs> They're just that bad. Yeah. <laughs> No matter what they do. I forgot that there's sports on right now already. 
started at noon. Yeah, noon, yeah. noon Raptors. Yeah, what's start. going on in Detroit? Something going on in Detroit that I don't know about? Maybe they have a Red Wing game tonight that they have to flip for. Yeah, but they don't even play in the same stadium. Oh yeah, they don't. And maybe they just want fans to be able but to go to go both. to both. Yeah. Yeah, let's go watch both our Detroit teams lose today, guys. <laughs> Come on. Uh, the Calgary Flames have lost 22 one-goal games. Which is, I think, tops in the league, and yep. I think the Flyers are second. I think the Flyers have 18. <laughs> That's bad. Like, Calgary, I don't even know at this point if I want them to make the playoffs. Yeah, like, to me, I just, they're, again, I'm copying from what the TSN guy said the other night, but we keep waiting for them to become the playoff team, right? Like, we keep waiting for them to, like, do something. Like, I, Calgary. Oh, like oh. I, I just mean like just to like okay now they've won eight in a row or you know like one goal games figure it figure it out yeah and they just they're not it's, I don't think it's their year they got no goaltending no nope. like well I shouldn't say that like they got half a goaltender Bladar like, yeah he's your number one guy and he shouldn't be and you got Huberdo who's got what fifty points less than what he had last year at this point no. They had this uh, disappointment. It just seems like that was a bad trade for both teams, Calgary and Florida. Yeah, that's true. Because Florida just like they might make the playoffs, but yeah. then also round one, if you your consolation prize, if you're the top wild card team, you go play Carolina, and like that stadium series game, Carolina. I don't even know if they have to make a move. They look great. They're like Boston. I agree. Like their power play is actually like. Below, like below average i think it's like 22nd in the league right and their second power play unit is like most teams first yeah like they look and maybe maybe they are that move away maybe they go get a timo meyer because pacioretty's hurt but that carolina team looks good they, they do yeah and they, that's the sec like that's the worst of the two division leaders if you're the bottom wild card team you're playing boston yeah and like they're, would you say they're probably the fourth best team in the conference? Carolina, yeah, and probably the fourth best team in the league. <laughs> yeah, I, the top four teams are probably all in the East. Yeah, like I almost think, like, does this work in Carolina's favor that they actually might have two easier rounds than, let's say, the Toronto, Boston's, or Tampa Bay's, and and could get to the final just based on the fact that it's just through attrition they're going to be able to beat whoever they have to play in the conference final. Yeah, because apparently the, if they get there. The Boston, Tampa, Toronto, I know you're like are going to beat up on each other. Yeah. Those are going to be bloodbaths and then Carolina will get let's say the Penguins. Yeah. And then the Rangers? Yeah. Who like the Rangers do look are, good, but not as good as Tampa Bay, Boston or Toronto. No. Yeah. Right? Like if you're if you're Tampa Bay or Toronto, that's your worst case scenario cuz you have to win two tough series just to get to the conference final and then you got to play Carolina. Yeah, who will probably right? be a little more rested. I would think so. I don't know if they're playing seven games. I mean, the Rangers are probably their toughest test, but right. even that, like, they're just not as good this year. Uh, yeah. I mean, if they get Patrick Kane, that might be a little different. Absolutely. But then if they make a Patrick Kane move, then Carolina will make the... I'm sure they're going to make a move. Timo Meyer, Eric Carlson, right. that type of move. Yeah. Uh, did you like the outdoor game? Yeah, it was good. A lot of people are saying it's lost its luster, but like it's I don't not. Think so. It's not. It's not an event made 
to watch on TV. It's no, made to be there. Absolutely, it, it's a, it's made to promote hockey, and it did its job right. How many people were there? Forty four thousand in a football stadium. Some people never watched a hockey game before, so that's a pretty neat way to go watch. I'd go watch a hockey game like that. Yeah, There's, and like, like the fan section. Yeah. That's cool. Like that's cool that they had it like closer to the glass because usually like yeah, you're, you're sitting away. in the nosebleeds. Yeah, you're not even sure. Like, is there is it intermission or are they on the ice? Right? <laughs> oh, I'm just watching it on my phone. Yeah, <laughs> that's probably what I would do. A um, little all over the oh the Blackhawks. So Jonathan Taves won't be traded. Still dealing with the effects of that's long COVID. Yeah. It's also, so he's done for the year. That's what it sounded I like. I don't know. Uh, and then Patrick Kane has like 11 points in four games. Yeah, Just he's like bumping up his he's price. highlighting himself to like who wants me? Get me out of here. Yeah. Uh I think I had this written down second, but that Buffalo Toronto game, there was someone created this bet to go to a Buffalo Wild Wing and then you bet on Buffalo, Minnesota and Detroit to win. So that's the Buffalo Wild Wings. Um and they bet on Buffalo that night and it was the Ryan O'Reilly hat trick. They were up five nothing. Right, and Buffalo kind of snuck their yeah, way back that's, again. That's the only downfall I see with the Leafs is they just the back end is like that's a game right they should have won like six nothing or six one. Yeah, it shouldn't have been an interesting finish to that game. Uh, Matt Barzell week to week hoping to play in the regular season. The Islanders in a wild card spot, but that's. That's a lot of pressure without your best player. Yeah. Good thing they picked up Bo. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that That's, does. That keeps them in the playoff. Afloat. Hunt. Yeah. Um, That's Alexand- another team. They're like the, sorry, the, the Calgary East. They just <laughs> seem like that team. Like, aren't they better than that? Like, they went to two conference finals and then missed the playoffs. And we're going to blame it on the fact that they didn't get to play at home for the first 15 games of the year. And yeah. then they just. They, their team isn't different. That's true. Calgary right? this like, year is the Islanders last year. I was going to say Brian Bellows, but Kiefer Bellows, is he, is he that much of a difference that he really changed the, <laughs> the face of the Islanders by getting traded to the Flyers or released or whatever happened? Is he still on the Flyers? Yeah. Huh? Plays a fourth line once in a while. <laughs> then he's just a healthy scratch? Yeah. It's not a, not a good sign if you're a healthy scratch on Philly. No. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin back with the Capitals. He was mourning the loss of his father. Gone for he's gone for a week, and now kind of one of these like, does Washington play more inspired now that he's back, or is this something that kind of just takes takes them out of it? Right, and then now he's out of the Gretzky race for scoring. I, I don't know. I, I'm surprised they let him go. Uh, just and I, I don't mean on a personal level. I mean on a political level. Oh, going to like, Russia. Allowed to go to Russia. Yeah. Like, are we? I guess we're not at war, but aren't we at war? If we're with, I'm not a political. No, ad- but I'm. I'm sure the NHL just kind of says, no, we're just neutral. Yeah, that would be the. I think that's probably the NHL stance. Uh, Craig Berube tries to call out the St. Louis Blues top oh, players. Big time, yeah. Uh, I guess they don't care about the team in which I don't know why I found this funny because he is one of their top guys, but Robert Thomas is the one to respond. Right. I just feel like he wouldn't because in my head I'm thinking, oh, what's Ryan O'Reilly got to say? Oh, well, no, he's, he's gone. Oh, what about Vladimir Terrip? No, he's, he's gone too. Anymore, yeah. Cairo? Pareko? You know, those are your top three guys now, but again, that's your future. And sometimes it takes a little while to become the top gun on your team. To figure things out, so 
I saw a Pareko to Winnipeg rumor, which oh boy, that got me excited. Josh Morrissey, Colton Pareko, top pair. I can't see St. Louis again. Like, yes, you want to trade your, but he's not a, he's your future. Yeah, he's your number one guy. Yeah, trade the Tory Krugs and Justin Falks of the for world. sure. Yeah. Um, Kasperi Kapanen put on waivers. I was surprised by that. The so Pittsburgh just basically throwing their hands up and we don't know what to do i know the leafs yeah. don't have the money to get them but that would be that'd be a good bottom six guy yeah for sure any team if you need anyway, a bottom yeah. six guy yeah. he's there to prove himself I'll, I'll, I'll be surprised to see if he goes through waivers i, I can see somebody picking him up because i don't think he makes that much no money. no it's not a i don't think it's a money thing i know because i know in toronto he had the reputation of like he was late to practices and would get scratched for stuff like that i okay. wonder if that's continued mm. Uh, also, Spencer Knight going into the player assistance program. I've seen that. That's not a clear sign of what's going on, but right. just there to get help. And one of your daily reminders that even NHL players need help. So always, yep. always reach out. Uh, kind of talked about the Patrick Kane. If I still just, I can't believe if he's going to be a Ranger. That that to me doesn't seem fair. Yeah, De- no, definitely not. Maybe Carolina gets in on that and becomes a surprise team but i can see that because carolina used to be like the arizona of the east (laughs) but now that they're winning and they're competitive and they've got a new owner there it's kind of changed their their ways so yeah don't don't uh hold out hope that carolina decides to go out and get somebody like that because yeah like you said they don't need to make a move but they could easily go out and get like you said a carlson or a kane it seems like those all of the top teams are jockeying. Yeah. They're jockeying against each other. For sure. It Well, again, it's the same as last year, right? The playoff teams are pretty much set. Yeah. I guess the East is a little bit more interesting this year than it was last year. Because last year, by January 1st, it was already set. Yeah. Like, the teams that were in were in. There was, it wasn't even close. At least now it's a little bit closer. But, again, teams are showing their hands, like you said. Like, Washington, okay, we're giving up. We're, we're going after Bedard. <laughs> wow, Bedard Ovechkin. Right. There you go. Uh, finally, last night, I did. I put together a little bet that lost because I had Minnesota-Toronto over in goals. Ah. And it was a 2-1 overtime goal, uh, William Nylander. And that's not the first amazing Leaf overtime goal because Marner right. had one earlier this year. Yeah. It was a really good goal. That was the only thing. I didn't watch the game, but just good overtime winner. Yeah. Uh, anything else for the NHL? No. All right, to the NBA. Uh, All-Star Weekend, we had six different events, so I decided to rank them just based on enjoyability. Okay. Uh, six, I did the celebrity game, because the celebrity game is Dancing with the Stars. Um, most of the time, I even I, I'm starting to not know who a lot of these people are. Right. There was a Marvel actor, Simu Liu, Canadian also, hit a, hit a four-point shot. Nice. Just weird. Uh, there was... It was controversy i guess at the end where this wrestler named the miz uh hit a half court shot but the time had already run out right so they they did not win the game but also like unless you have those like i remember terrell owens looked great in a celebrity game because he's just big and athletic like dk metcalf looked amazing he looks like a basketball player yeah and then he got drug tested right because he looked too athletic but the celebrity game isn't that like it's it's moving more in towards like the even generation below me 
of like, right. look, we're going to put TikTok stars. That's probably why I, I'm not interested in it. I watched a couple minutes of it because there was a few guys that I knew, right? Like the Metcalfs and the, sorry, who was the St. Louis Cardinal? Oh, Albert Pujols. Yeah, he looked pretty good, actually. That's what kind of kept me watching because it's a guy I knew. And he was actually decent as a basketball player. Like, it wasn't terrible. Fact, because he's not an athletic person. No, he's a first baseman. That's where you put all your non-athletes. Uh, five, I put the skills competition just because either people try, I don't want to say too hard, but, like, some guys just don't care. Right. And they're just kind of moseying around, yeah. and oh, I'm going to make this layup. And maybe, like, I want the people, like, Put G-leaguers in this because they're going to go fast. They're going to care. That's my whole take from the All-Star game is I think they just found something by accident (laughs) by inserting a G-league guy into the one of your top six categories. Uh, Four, I put the dunk contest because it, it, it wasn't saved. Mac McClung didn't just save the dunk contest. Right. For cool, for a few weeks, we'll talk about how fun this was. Like, is he going to play NBA games? Probably not. He's played two. Yeah. And next year, what's going to happen? We're trying to get Zion into it. John Morant said he's never going to do it. Anthony Edwards said he's not going to do it. We're not going to get superstars to do it. So we were talking about just have people that are literally professional dunkers and have them compete and do these like crazy things that NBA players won't try. Right. Because you don't want to get hurt or whatever. And like I said, if the NBA is listening, have um, a score, not a scoreboard, but have guys, a panel there, and scoreboard the dunks in the All-Star game. Yeah, because you get wide open dunks all the time. Yeah, so d- they can make it interesting, right? On the, It doesn't have to be fancy or with a cape. Just make, because <laughs> there was some pretty nice dunks in, in the All-Star game that were probably better than the dunk competition yeah we're right? like lobs off the backboard 360s yeah, like reverses i would have that that would have won me a, a dunk contest that was pretty in a game yeah like i know it's not a true game but still it's in a game gotta go around someone yeah someone's still standing yeah there. so yeah the dunk contest i mean good on mac mcclung because like that was impressive and i think yes the coolest part was that he made every dunk on the first try that too for sure absolutely but i think that they nailed something go with g league guys they'll go out and sh- and show their stuff they'll strut their stuff yeah because they're no who's gonna say no yeah nobody you can have a competition just to see who gets to be the final four contestants to be in this yeah you could have a big do that on the friday right before the the young stars all-star game and say okay and here's the who's gonna make the final four out of these that's true. I think that's a, they've kind of touched on something there. Especially, we were talking, we watched the like all-star game together on the Sunday, and I was like, oh, yeah, Mac McClung and Trey Murphy, and then I was like, I can't even remember the other two guys. Like, right. the one guy just kept putting his elbows in, and it's like, yeah. this isn't impressive. Like, yeah. it's impressive. If you do it once, yeah. okay, I get it. But w- I'm going to put the- both elbows right. in. But one wasn't even in when they do the replays, right? Like, ah, oh, it was only his forearm, not both his elbows. And they bring in poor Kenny Smith to just, like, all he does is the dunk contest because he's always the, it's over, ladies and gentlemen, and he's always, like, screaming. Like, he couldn't really get excited, but then it no. seemed like, Everyone got a shot of adrenaline of like, look at this short little white guy dunking. Yeah. This is great. Yeah. He saved the dunk contest. No, he didn't. It's been dying for years. And 
there was a rumor that in like 04 they tried to get Tracy McGrady and Kobe and LeBron to do it and they offered them all a million dollars and they said no. Right. Like we're not they're not going to do it. Yeah. Superstars don't want to do it. Right. Y- you are right. The the in in All-Star Game dunk contest is the way to go. Yeah. And then yeah, have professional dunkers or G-leaguers do the actual Saturday night. Absolutely. Let all your superstars be in street clothes and have their phones out or Pascal Siakam with his camcorder. Yeah, get them all. Yeah, from 1985. Yeah, and then they can get excited to watch that stuff for sure. Uh, I put it – it was close, but I I put the actual game slightly ahead of the dunk contest. Like, there was really good dunks. Jason Tatum was amazing. There is, I would say, negative defense played until until you get to the target score. Yeah, so, like, why not have that after each quarter? target score each quarter yeah and then you're gonna have at least two minutes of each quarter that's real basketball yes right people actually caring and not just now instead of two minutes and not just jason tatum and jalen brown playing one-on-one with one of them having a broken face exactly well tatum broke jalen brown's face um it is impressive the part that got us excited was just the the back and forth of the game of like okay who's gonna take the deeper three exactly and you're just like deeper deeper yeah, deeper that, and then Dame is just like half court yeah and and making it look easy it's almost like they needed that Doritos four point <laughs> line for the All Star game because it to be honest with you that seemed to be more effortless than the actual three point contest yeah it seems some guys struggle I guess because you're shooting consecutively shots right where in a game, you're just taking one shot. Yeah. Right? Like a catch and shoot. Yeah. You're not usually like going, Keep picking up a another ball one. and then R- shooting. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, the actual game three, it it can be competitive sometimes. And the target score, I think, is great. Yes. But there, there's yep. still some tweaking to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number two and number one were very hard to pick. But I, I might be wrong, but number two, I put the Rising Stars game. Okay. I love the tournament format. Yeah. Having the young guys, having that G yep. League team. It's more of a game. It is competitive basketball. Because, yeah. again, these guys are playing for their next contract, possibly. You could tell some of the NBA guys are just kind of like, they're trying, but not really. They're comfortable, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they don't have anything to prove. Like Jose Alvarado's running around. He was great, and, yeah, and he was mic'd up. He, yeah, he's playing for something. But some of the other guys, so which is fine. Yeah, there was one. The one the team that won just was, like, weirdly stacked. Like, it was, like, Paolo, Scotty Barnes, uh, Matherin. They had a lot of guys. How did they pick that? Uh, so they did a draft. So oh, it okay. was, um, I think Jason Terry had the team of G-Leaguers. And oh, okay. then the other three coaches, which was Pau... Joakim Noah and Darren Williams, I think they all drafted gotcha. the rest of the guys, the first and second year guys. It could it could be number one. I could be I could be swayed, but my number one is the three point contest because every year I get excited for it and it never disappoints. Right. It is always this just who's gonna get hot. Yeah. And that like the first round, there's always usually someone that scores like twelve or something. You could just tell they don't have it. Right. But then. Occasionally, you get the the Clay Thompsons and the Steph Currys, and this time it was Damian Lillard, who was just. Sometimes you forget how amazing NBA players are, and then you see something like this, where it's like, oh yeah, the Mountain Dew, the long range shot, and Draymond right. Green's like, yeah, that's too close for Dame. Right. That's too close for him. He yeah. has to make the 
the half court one and i just think it's a great test and like or sorry a real test of skill for an nba player yeah. like take these 25 shots let's see how many you can make or right maybe it's 27 shots now but i still love the three-point contest uh would you switch the three-point contest in the R- rising stars game like in terms of enjoyability oh um Yeah, they could be tied. I, I don't know. I, I I think both formats are good. Like, don't you don't need to change anything there, other than maybe you don't even need to have the NBA players in the Rising Stars. Just G Leaguers. Yeah, like if you're saying that they some of them aren't really playing, then let's have a real game and just let the G Leaguers play. Oh, oh, you know, or. Um, which I'm surprised they haven't done. What about the WNBA? Why not have their all-stars go out and play, just like the NHL did, right? With I love that when they let the women's play. Because, again, really it's cool. more real hockey, right? They're right. They're, they're playing for, for keeps. Yeah, that's, that is true. They should right? do that, like on the Saturday. Yeah, like them. why not have the women? Because the women are playing in the celebrity. Like, again, some of them are retired and stuff, right? They're not actually players, but still. Just a thought. Throwing it out there. Again, tweaking. We're getting better. Yeah. The NBA is already the best all-star weekend. Yeah. These are very minor things to make it better. To make it better, yep. Uh, a couple coaching moves. Uh, the Atlanta Hawks fired their head coach, Nate McMillan. It's weird. This Hawks team that's going to make the play-in. Yeah. I don't know. That Now, just like looking at it from a Raptors perspective, that's isn't that the team you want to see? I want to see them in a one-game playoff. Yep. Because I think, I think the Raptors can do things to just kind of disorient the Hawks offense and defensively meh, they're not very good. Um, this is just, I honestly, this feels more like a mercy for Nate McMillan. I think he deserves a chance with a team that isn't full of just one of the most annoying NBA teams ever. Like they made a conference finals and they've yeah. just been riding that. And right. Just like Since, we, yeah. we made the 2021 conference finals. Right. Well, good job. You beat Philadelphia who, Ben Simmons couldn't dunk a basketball. Like that's just mentally where he was at. And then you got steamrolled by Giannis. Congratulations. Uh, the other one, Joe Missoula, who was the head coach, one of the head coaches in the All Star game, gets his interim tag removed with the Boston Celtics. Right. So, which is impressive because we thought Boston was going to fall hard. Yeah, we thought both both Boston teams. Yeah. In the winter sports. Yeah. And it's been the opposite. Yeah. They <laughs> both might win championships. Yeah, they really could. That's that's who. In my mind, that's who the Raptors are playing in the first round. If they make it out of the play-in, it's Boston because that's going to be the one seed. It's all right. Uh, that brings me to our Jakob Hurdle update. Got 18 rebounds the other night against the Pelicans. After his first game demise, he's actually been really good. He, he's probably put the Raptors uh, about plus eight points per game just based on the fact he's there to get rebounds on all the threes that we miss. <laughs> And just a, a paint presence. Absolutely. Go you, you back to an inside game again. It's great. Is it weird that the the starting lineup they had the other night with Van Vliet out kind of feels like that's what the team should be? Yeah, I don't know why he's out for some personal reason, but Barnes, Barnes, Trent, OG, Siakam, Pirtle. It to me the the starting five has no concept for me in a game. <laughs> Right, if LeBron never starts another game again, and comes in thirty seconds after the 
I was going to say puck drop, but a tip off. A tip off. Like it doesn't make a difference. I guess maybe to some NBA players it does for some reason. It's like they're they get their feelings hurt. That was a big Carmelo Anthony thing. He said he was never going to come off the bench, and then like a year later he was coming off the bench. Yeah, you got to know your role. But yeah, Pirtle. Like I know the Raptors. I I think it's a little hefty to say that they're going to get up to the sixth seed, but I think there's a chance they could have a home play-in game whether they're the nine seed or the seven seed. Well, let's be realistic here. The Nets are going to probably not make the playoffs now. They just got smoked by 42 points by a bad Bulls team. I, I, They're going to have a losing record down the stretch here. Like, I know they're, they still have some decent players, but I think they just fall right down. Every team that's below them, I think it's going to move ahead of them, other than your Charlottes and your Detroits. So you think, like, out of the play-in entirely? Yeah. I think I would take that bet. I think they make the play-in because I just think they've won too many games before. <laughs> yeah, with another team. With, right? with Durant and Different Kyrie. Pl- roster player. Yeah, it's so funny. Like, they'll be the 10. Like, I think the 9-10 game will probably be, like, Washington-Brooklyn. Like, Brooklyn in Washington. Okay. And then your 7-8 game is Atlanta-Toronto. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's at least possible. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks, 13-game winning streak going back to before the All-Star break. Uh, lost Giannis six minutes into the game. Uh, I don't even remember who they were playing. Uh, Miami, I think. Yep. Uh, and still won. And still won. Still beat Miami, who also added Kevin Love to their team, who started, played 21 minutes, zero points. So he's lost it. So good good start to the Kevin Love era in, in Miami. I think the Celtics are the team to beat in the East. They they just had a huge matchup with the Bucks. Without their two all stars, and again, and lost in, in overtime. overtime. Yeah, it's it's. Remember last year when I when I the Raptors beat the Celtics without. I think they were missing their top four players. Yeah, it was just their backups. Yeah, and, and Raptors won, but but it, it, this was at Christmas time. I remember it was telling overtime, you that. Yeah. I said the Celtics are the team to beat, and so I I just watched that game and saying yes, I'm in in that same scenario again. They're the team to beat. Yeah, the only. My only, not even argument, is just if, and it is a big if, if Milwaukee's healthy. That's just, that's the and only team that been, can right? beat them. And they just haven't been healthy. That's no. their problem. Yeah, Giannis has a wrist injury, plays a second, like 30 seconds in the All-Star game, right. and then hurts his knee. No, he's hurt leg. his knee. And the biggest problem, I guess, is he never wants to come out. Yeah. Right? If you're hurt, you're hurt. Go get healthy. And they're, who's their second best guy? Middleton. He's who? only played, what, 12 games in two years? Right? Something like, like that. That's 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 tough because that's really outside of that. Who is challenging Boston? Yeah, Philly I, in like the best case scenario, sure. But they, but again, Embiid is going to have to score forty points and shoot from outside. And again, once in a while, yes, he can do that. But you can't expect to win a series against anybody if you have to do that all the time. They're like Harden, Embiid would have to average like. 75 right if Harden was 10 years younger okay but yeah I just those yeah to me it's Celtics and the Bucks are are way below in the second tier their Bucks are closer to the Sixers in my mind the the Bucks might have trouble if they have to play the Sixers is the way just the way it looks like it's gonna yeah that that would be round two right what about the what about the West oh geez that now that's a whole other that's yeah, I I don't know. Dallas could be in a play-in game, or they could win the conference, or you know what I mean. Like that's going to be fun to watch. I, I actually might watch 
the West this year. I don't usually watch the first round, but the West I might actually watch. Well, we'll probably watch the play-in game by the fire. Yep. Right? Because that'll be a good game. The, I like the playing games. I, I even so like fun. The, the first four in, in NCAA. I enjoy it. It's because to me, that's their championship for those teams, just to get in. Yeah, they, that's all they wanted to do. After that, it's all just bonus. Especially for the NBA, if you can get LeBron in a playing game, that's Th- best who, case scenario. That's right. Then it's all gravy after that. Uh, speaking of LeBron, he said that the this was a few days ago, but the final twenty three games of this season are the most important games of his career. Hmm, interesting. At He's a, got two years left in his, or one year after this on his deal? Because he did sign an extension, okay. so it might be one more year okay. after this one. That's a weird, like, I know you're just trying to, he's probably trying to motivate his teammates and, right. you know, look at how amazing I am, guys. Yeah. Let's try to make the play-in. But right. tw- Daddy, uh, I'd like someone to ask him, do you like the play-in? Yeah, now. Eh? Like 2020, this... he did not like it. Nope. Now it's a blessing. Yeah. It might keep him alive for a playoff. <laughs> uh, a couple Bulls uh, stories. Patrick Beverly signs with the Bulls, um, then said he wanted to knock the Lakers out of the playoffs Okay. from the Bulls. I don't know if they play each other again, but also maybe should have picked the other conference then. Yeah. Pick like the, be on like the Trailblazers. I guess it's a good thing to say then. You, you, you can't even back it up with your play. <laughs> Yeah, I want to take up, take out the Lakers, but someone else will have to do it for me. Yeah, no one, no one's gonna, no one's gonna come back to that quote and be like, "So you didn't knock the Lakers out?" Right? Be like, "Oh, bulletin board material," <laughs> but it's in the back, it's in the washroom. Um, and then Lonzo Ball shut down for the year. That's too bad. Like this is this is getting beyond basketball of like, or maybe not beyond basketball, but just into life of, like, is he going to play basketball again? Like, I feel like that's more where we're headed. My first thought was, how mad is his dad? <laughs> his dad's mad when he's happy. How, like, mad or disappointed or whatever you want to call it, right? But, yeah, he was, like, an up-and-coming superstar. Number two right? overall pick. Yeah. It, yeah, it's too bad. And, obviously, the teams take it taking a turn for the worst yeah he is out of the three brothers i used to watch like they did a used to do like a facebook show or something that i used to watch and lonzo is definitely my my favorite out of the three um i don't know what that really means now i'm just not a big lamello ball fan and like if he gets one banyama on his team that'll be fun but outside of that like i think we're all just counting down the days till he leaves charlotte and finds another team to play for Oh, make sure you pick up the Sports Illustrated on the your way out. Of yeah, and and that's another thing you you have to have a long name <laughs> to be first overall in the NBA, and you also need a nickname. I thought for sure that it, reading that article they would have had a nickname for him, but he still doesn't have one yet. I think it, well, I think a lot of people just call him Wemby. Yeah, well, just like Giannis. Yeah, right? Greek just, freak. Right. So, but I mean, that's what I mean. He needs a nickname like the the French fry, or I don't know, <laughs> something. We're just gonna we'll just stick with French fry until we come up with something yes. else, just uh, something shorter. Uh, Kevin Durant expected to make his Phoenix Suns debut March first. That's another because, like, like you said, if Boston, I would say I would agree that they're in a tier by themselves right now. Yeah, that second tier with Milwaukee, Philadelphia is. Denver, Phoenix, uh, the Clippers, Dallas, Dallas. maybe the Lakers. Not the Lakers, but, like, there's so many teams in that group. For sure. That this variable of Kevin Durant, because I think everyone's just thinking about if it works and if it's this Golden State offense renaissance again that Kevin Durant's playing in. 
and I like to think positively like that. But also, what if it just crashes and burns and they're right. out round one? Right. It is. It is very up in the air. Uh, Russell Westbrook also officially joined the Clippers, who are probably in that tier as well, yep. towards the bottom of that tier. But yep. Russ just gives them a point guard and. In his first game, to be fair, I saw this stat line before I saw the game. Okay. He had like 18 points and 14 assists or something like that. Yeah, and, and then, he fouled out. <laughs> did he actually? Because yeah. <laughs> then I also saw that someone said the game has been going on so long that like it was creeping into like morning Eastern time because they, they went to double overtime. They they outscored the All Star game. <laughs> that, that's how many points they had. Like <laughs> that is that's true. Uh, so this double overtime game, Sacramento beats the Clippers 176-175 in a game that was so long that they couldn't even show highlights from double overtime from uh, Sportsnet. They just showed the first overtime. Right. They showed like one shot in the second overtime. They're like, and uh, the Kings won by one. Okay. Um, second highest scoring NBA game in history. You know what the top? Game was. I saw it, but I did 1983 or yes. something. 1983, Detroit Pistons, Denver Nuggets. How is that like for an 80s? Like, wow. Yeah, that's true. Like the like, defensive era. And you was well, well underway by then, by 83, right? The late 70s, early 80s was high scoring. But by 83, I would say it was going the other way. Interesting. So, but, and I was surprised. One of the other ones was um, Chicago Atlanta 2019, 168-161. I mean, I don't think basketball is going too far beyond like the 120-130 usually. Right. I hope that's where it stays cuz like the NBA offense like if you compare numbers like the number one scoring offense in like 2009 would be at the bottom of the league now. Right. That's just, It's changed. Yeah. Everyone's shooting threes. And then They're sometimes just, they just make all of them. Yeah. Or you make like 40% of them. And and analytics, again, was going to be my worst nightmare. It goes to show you if you take, you know, 10 threes as opposed to just going inside and hitting a two, it's better to take those 10 threes and only make three of them rather than go inside and make four twos. That's a lot, that's a lot of math there. Know, but you'd lo- you lose 9-8. That's right. True. That's yeah. that's yeah. the math of it. That's that's how it works. Unfortunately, it did make me think. Um, they were talking about the Clay Thompson game, and um, he went uh, zero for two from the field. Okay. Uh, from two, he went six for six from the free throw line. All of his points. Yeah. Twelve of seventeen shooting from three. Yeah, like that's forty-two points. I almost feel like there there might be a team out there. Like, what if you could just become the DeMar DeRozan <laughs> just mid-range. of the NBA. If you could just because there's like he's one of those guys. He just doesn't miss. Kevin Durant. Right? Just doesn't hit miss. Two, just hit twos. Like, I don't know. I, I just or again, go back inside again. But now you got guys like the number one guy next year. He can do it all. Yep. Right? He could be on the arc and like, well, I got to protect the three-point line and then he runs by you and dunks it. Like that is the new NBA or the Chad guy? Is it Chad guy? Guy that came or Chet? Chet, oh Chet, yeah, Chet right? Holmgren, same yeah. kind of guy, yeah. right? Like that—that's the new NBA. Where are you a point guard or are you the center? Right? You're, like, you're seven foot. You can dribble, pass, and shoot. Like at some point, they're probably gonna have to eliminate positions in the NBA. I think it's gonna come to a point where like 
blah. You're just blah. You're just out there. One five of five guys. <laughs> yeah. I could right? I, like, I could see something like that. Just the way that the basketball's changing. Right? Like there's no way like Moses Malone would be out there hitting five three point shots. That wasn't the way, right? Or Akeem Olajuwon, right? You or Ralph Sampson. I could go on and on. Those inside guys, big guys, were there because they were getting rebounds and scoring inside. Yeah, like the round mound of rebounds. Yeah, good old Chuck. Uh, anything else from the NBA? No. Also closing in. I was watching uh, some college basketball the other night. We're yep. closing closing in on the tournament. It's actually uh, the end of the regular season for a lot ends today. So there's a big game tonight: St. Mary's and Gonzaga, 15 against 12 in the nation, actually as well. So it'll should be a good game tonight. So the winner wins the regular season. I don't know what it is out there. The I was going to say Atlantic, Pacific, Northwest Conference. But yeah, that is pretty much sure what, what it is. Called, but there's actually it's it's more than Gonzaga now. Yeah, no right? one like there's other teams out there that are actually decent as well. Yeah, no one so. also wants to be the number one seed. I think there's been like seven teams that have been the number one seed, right? Because just everyone keeps losing. Fa- yeah, there's no dominant team. Again, yes. Uh, to the MLB, where I actually didn't know this until I started doing notes, but so, Derek Jeter's joining Fox. Yeah, I had that on my bad, good, and great. Was he not? He doesn't work for the Yankees. I no, no, I thought that's where he was going to go, but he, yeah, he turned, I guess he turned it down because Yes Network wanted him to work there because the, the Yes Network's lost almost all their color commentators. Who's left? Just Paul O'Neill? I think so. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone that doesn't know this, we've told the story in the summer, but we were watching the Yankees for like a few days in a row. Right. And because Paul O'Neill was not vaccinated, he wasn't allowed in Yankee stadium. So he was just, he was doing it remotely. And it's hard when you're two people are in a room together and there's a third person and he wouldn't say anything besides just going, "Mm -hmm." like he just wouldn't (laughs) say any words. He wouldn't join the conversation. Just acknowledging that I'm still here and I'm listening. Yeah. That's, that was really funny. Um, so yeah, Jeter. Jeter on Fox, I think, could be fun with the David Ortiz. Is it is A-Rod? Yeah, and A-Rod, too. Hmm. Yep. But also could get weird, because they're, they're like, Brenemies? not friends. Frenemies? Yeah. Like, they're... <laughs> kind of... I remember old. an awkward interview where they asked about their relationship, and neither yeah. of them knew how to answer. So it's just... Watch the captain. I do, yeah. I do need the, to watch it, that. It's really good, because it kind of explains a little bit more. Uh, the MLB also said they're permanently adapting the automatic runner in extra innings. I like it. How many games go to 15 innings anymore? None. You, you know what? The the one team I think that that hurt not having that was the Seattle Mariners. I think they win that game against Houston, and that's a different series. It, they don't yeah, play two games basically, and that was true. the series. Because yeah, for the play so the playoffs, there's no ghost ru- automatic runner. Which, which I, that's fine. I get it. Thank you. That's yes. that's all I care about. But regular season, we don't need to play through the night. Let's let's get a winner early on, so then we can play again tomorrow. That's right. Or travel tomorrow. Uh, Corbin Burns and the Milwaukee Brewers. This was a very awkward situation, which actually will now tell me to bring up our next our pick aside for next week is going to be. Uh, the system you prefer for younger players in sports. So it's either arbitra- arbitration or re- restricted free agency. Right. So we can, once we do that next week, we can explain it a little better. But okay. uh, Burns and Milwaukee. So 
how based the very small way that arbitration works, both teams, both the player and the team put in what they believe the player should make. Yep. And then a separate third party arbitrator hears both sides of an argument, both sides of the argument, and then pick basically just picks which side they agree with. And then the player makes money, makes the amount of money based on who the arbitrator, the arbitrator picks. decides on. Yeah. Uh, so the Brewers and Corbin Burns and Corbin Burns, Cy Young Award winner, yeah. one of the best pitchers in baseball, yeah. were $750,000 apart, which for the grand scheme of life, that's a whole whack of money. But for sports. Not for, yeah, for Major League Baseball, no, not so much. Especially not with a salary cap. And Burns talked about how the Brewers did not handle arbitration well and basically blamed him for not making the playoffs last year. Right. And how they kind of asked him, and he was pretty frank about how that strained their relationship. And don't be surprised if Corbin Burns either requests a trade or gets traded because, like, he seemed genuinely hurt. They had arbitration on Valentine's Day, so he missed out on Valentine's uh-huh. Day. And arbitration's a hard thing because that's what we were talking before about Bo Bichette was probably going to have to go yeah. before they agreed to a deal. And he, even he said this is a, a flawed system of, of working. I guess more, I more just wanted to bring that up to just remind people that this is... And I think Corbin Burns knows this. It's a business. And For a lot sure. of people just think of it as a business absolutely and that's uh arbitration is we're gonna hurt your feelings day it's the opposite of valentine's day right yeah, it is. And, and and that's what it comes down to and yeah if you're seven hundred and fifty thousand, can you not split the difference and then we don't have to talk bad about each other yeah. you know that like if i don't know if you're if you're an agent and you're an owner you would think if it's that close Split the difference. You right? should be able to make something work to avoid arbitration at all costs. And most most people do. I think that's the reason why it's there, is to try and avoid it. Yeah. Right? And if you're going there, then yeah, it's almost like you should have your, this is my trade ticket as soon as this arbitration hearing's over. Yeah. Here, because it's, I think he's making $10 million instead of 10.75. Yeah. Which, yeah, cool. It's- Give me my $10 million also trade me somewhere that actually wants me yeah like exactly. to blame one guy especially like i looked at corbin's corbin burns numbers, numbers yeah he was good last year and and they they traded their closer they they gave up so is that is that his fault he Again, told them to probably... trade josh Hader. no he didn't i'm just saying that's you know what, what I mean? they're like, saying yeah like again that's i would love to hear i guess that would be all private i would love to hear an arbitration yeah that would be fun to hear from both sides yeah you know, especially if you're like a, a a neutral party, but probably even more so if you're not. Yeah. Because like, you know, imagine like Aaron Judge going in for arbitration. Like, I don't know. That would be tough. Because yeah, to it would be like, no matter what people say, your relationship. I know this one was specific, but your relationship's right. going to be different after arbitration because sure. you're going to hear all the negatives about yourself. Exactly. I don't know what you really say. Like about a team that could like i'm interested of what players or the agents would say about the team for sure like look it's at their be, hitting numbers or yeah, something oh for sure yeah they've or, or like you said they we they just traded the closer before the deadline so what's that saying yeah you know and uh they they only have avignon 
bottled water instead of you know what I mean? <laughs> Perrier yeah. in the in the dressing room, in the in the change rooms and locker rooms, and you know what I mean? Like the, yeah, the water pressure it, is not it, that good. Exactly. Yeah, you should see the Rockies. We go to Colorado; it's mile high. The water pressure is fantastic. Uh, another guy who is just sitting and waiting, Brian Reynolds of the Pirates, who said he wanted to get to, get traded, gets oh, to spring training. Yes. He's going to be a very happy soldier, and he'll trudge along, but yep. he just wants to get traded. Yes. Here's a guy I thought would have been in pinstripes by now, and if we don't get him, I will be very disappointed. For, I don't know why, but in my mind, he's the guy that puts us over the top. Him and it's just then you have five outfielders. Well, I'm assuming you're going to trade one back the other way. If you're gonna make that trade at the deadline this year, wait, like, like Bader? No, like Hicks. Oh, oh yeah, Hicks. Give him away for bag of balls. They've tried. I know. <laughs> no one's gonna take him. You know what? He's he's he will be a good Yankee coach one day. Yeah. Uh, Michael Waka signs a deal with the Padres because apparently the Padres want to have like ten starters this year. They're going on a with a six man rotation. They have said already. Which I, I don't have a problem with. Why, why I don't know why more teams don't do that. Yeah. Like, just go with extra, because you're always going to have injuries and stuff, so just try and, and make it as easy as you can for your top three pitchers so they always kind of know when they're pitching. Yeah, that and, is true, and right? fill in and, the other guys where they have yeah, to. Yeah, you, you lose your number six guy, bring up your best AAA guy, and there's your new six-man starter position until the guy comes back. And then you you get to the playoffs and guys are a lot more rested, especially down the stretch. You can have your one, two, three guys take some more time off, so that for sure by the time the playoffs come, then you have the Garrett Coles and Max Scherzer's of the world who are going to pitch every day if they can. If, yeah, if you want them, yeah, and they have right. Like th- these guys have done that when they're pitching on two days rest, three yeah, those, days rest, like when they're desperate and they need to. But they should be okay at that point because they haven't. You know, pitch 200 innings. If you want to limit them, this I think that's the way you do it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just I love the the Padres and Mets of just like just let's just spend, just spend, 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 spend. They, they've I don't know what number they are on the salary cap. Padres? Yeah, they must be one or two. They must. Uh, right? I would think the Mets are one. Right. And then the Padres got to be right there. With Yankees, the Yankees, Dodgers. Yeah. Maybe even Phillies might be up there. Right. Big market spend money. Uh, Jacob DeGrom, who just fresh off signing this five-year deal with the Rangers, missed yeah. uh, the first day of spring training. Is is he – I wonder if he's got any um, injury um, items in his um, contract. Oh, you like – I mean? Like – I was going to say incentives, but yeah. like for playing a certain number of yeah, games. Yeah, he has to play, yeah. Because it was just like some kind of like tightness, and it's like this is how it starts. Like yeah. I love Jacob Degrom; he's yeah. one of the best pitchers in baseball. When but he's healthy. You got to be out there. Yeah, and you're playing for Texas too. It doesn't really help. Uh, Mookie Betts admitted that the 20, 2018 Red Sox cheated. Oh boy! He said that they used video to. I don't. He didn't even go into specifics. But then he also said, "But we didn't cheat in the World Series." Great. Good. Good job. Okay. You cheated to get there. Right. But then didn't cheat when there was only one team you had to play in the wow. biggest series of all. But you know what? He admitted they cheated. So that's all I care about. But why Why would he say that five years later? <laughs> I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Maybe because J.D. Martinez is there now. <laughs> Just be like, listen, I have someone else here. Right. We cheated, okay? Uh, Frankie Montas is having shoulder surgery. 
best case, best case scenario, he's back for the second half of the year. Right. Again, there's your number six or seven starter now. And if he's back for the stretch run. Because Schmidt's going to be your sixth guy. <laughs> it's so funny that we're talking about six, but it is it is true. Right. And, and he'll probably slot into one. Of, someone's going to get slightly injured or something. Hopefully that's all it is this year on the Yankee rotation. But And then your number five guy's the domestic violence guy. Uh, Domingo Armand. Yeah. Changed his number to zero. Really? Yep. Wow. Single Only digit. the second player to wear zero. Someone else wore zero? Yeah. Yeah. The um, played for the bullpen guy for the Red Sox after he got. Oh, uh, Adam Ottavino. Thank you. Oh. Yep. I forgot he wore zero. Yep. Uh, so with these new MLB rules, uh, Manny Machado got called for an automatic strike. I I seen the highlight of that. So you the the batter has to be ready within the last seven seconds of the pitcher wanting to throw the ball yep. in the pitch count. And then they do actually have the the clock timed pretty well. Uh, as soon as the pitcher starts making the movement to pitch, the clock is done. Right. Kind of like and tennis and serving. Right. It's the same. But it's less. I, I thought they were going to have 30 seconds. But it's 20 seconds. And I think it's 15 seconds if you have a man on base. Or vice versa. I think it is. Uh these are, I took a screenshot of some of the new rules. Because I, I did watch the the ninth inning of the Padres-Seattle game, and it was at, it was very well done in terms of the speed. Uh, 15 seconds with bases empty, 20 seconds with Someone runners on. on. Yeah. It goes fast. Like, it, it's, it's, you think if there's lots of time, there's not really. Yeah, because the games were, like, now, like, two and a half hours instead of three and a half. Exactly. It's going to save a lot of time. The only thing I didn't like about it, uh, the game that I watched is they didn't have the little box to show you the strike zone. So it was actually, oh, was that a strike? I missed that. But again, it was just an exhibition game, right? A preseason game. But yeah, we're not going to get training, but. we're not going to get mad about that for the first few weeks of the baseball season because we're going to get used to the new rules. Yeah. Well, the clock's right there. Yeah, that is very obvious. Uh, other Yankees, uh, an interesting one that they might switch around the outfield positioning uh just in just in new york just in yankee stadium aaron judge might play left field and stanton might play right field might be their their switch and i mean you have 162 games to experiment with this right put judge left center right he was taking reps at first base right so this you're just getting the guy in the lineup as long as he's healthy that that'll be the big thing for me for him this year two years in a row yeah being healthy We'll we'll take it uh and stanton yeah. Uh, so yeah, reminder that our next pick aside is going to be arbitration versus restricted free agency, which is actually I'm because I'm a, I will give it to you, and I'm assuming you'll take one. I'm yeah. I'm excited to argue the side that I don't agree with because okay. I think there is a there's one uh, almost I think just one argument for for the side that I'm thinking. Uh, but our pick aside for this week with the super we're, with the Super Bowl and football season ending was what is the greatest Super Bowl? So left it a little ambiguous instead of giving two options. So to you, what is the greatest Super Bowl? Um, greatest Super Bowl? Hmm. Besides the Dallas-Buffalo one where you dumped beer on your head. Yeah, exactly. For uh, uh, what's his fate? 17 lost BB. Don BB. Yeah. Don BB? Tr- uh, yeah, I think it was Don BB. 
ran down uh, Leon Lett, who, who had many gaps. Yeah, he did. I remember. Right? I saw the Miami yeah, the Dolphin one. Yeah. Don't touch the ball. Exactly. Um, I'm going to have to say, because uh, it was a bit of a surprise, was the Rams-Titans game, mm, which, which had a second. pretty last-second finish to it. But that to me, it was just more impressive that the Titans win the game because the Rams were supposed to be the clear favorite in that game. Like greatest show on turf era. Yeah, exactly. And I could almost say even, I'm not sure if it was a Super Bowl after that or before, but they also beat New England by a field goal. And again, the, they were supposed to be the greatest. Oh, that the Patriots beat them. Right. Oh, yeah, that would that would have been. Because like, they went to back, like, to back to back to back. Three straight? Yeah, because they won two, I think. Oh, greatest think, show on turf. Might yeah, be. We it, need a 30 for 30 on that. Yeah. No, that was that, that was a. a that was like the beginning of like, oh, they're not running the ball anymore <laughs> times because they, they didn't. But yeah, um, that I would I, that's what I would say. Uh, and again, not for the last play of the game. That was just kind of a bonus. It was actually a, a really good game between Steve McNair, who's never not, no longer with us. And um, number 13 for the Rams. Kurt. Kurt, Kurt. Warner. Yep. Um, funny enough. My Super Bowl also involves Kurt Warner. Oh. I was very close. The first Super Bowl that I can like vividly remember is yep. the Giant the first Giants Patriots, the David Tyree helmet catch. Okay. It's the first one I can like remember the whole game. But I actually have a t-shirt of this game that I didn't wear today cuz I forgot we were doing this, but uh the Arizona Pittsburgh Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh James Har- Harrison 100-yard return, return. Was touchdown. Was it a fumble return? I think it was a or a, mm, I think it was an interception. Okay. I knew it was Which, a turnover return. But I just wasn't sure. Because well, James Harrison's a defensive lineman, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Just dropped back in the coverage, I guess. Um, this also had, like, Larry Fitzgerald was great in this game. And obviously, it ended with the Santonio Holmes toe tap in the end zone. Right. Which also made us think about, made me think about the Super Bowl camera angle that they never use for any, any other, other game. Any other game. Yes, I agree. I don't know why. Why did, why did they not have the goal line angle for it? Because I'm sure they have the cameras for it. Yep, in they every definitely stadium. do. Yep. They just don't it's use a, it. It's a gr- Yeah, I don't get it. So yeah, Arizona, Arizona Pittsburgh to me is the greatest, well, because I just say the greatest Super Bowl that I've seen. Gotcha. Because there's definitely games out there that were probably better, but also the... Yeah, the first, or I guess maybe the second Super Bowl that I can remember. But, like, recent memory, we were talking about, like, bad Super Bowls. And there's, yeah. like, the Seattle-Denver one was bad. Yeah. We even, when we talked about it, we forgot about the Patriots-Rams one. It was terrible. That was 16-13. I didn't think it was that much. I think it was 13-3. Oh, yeah? I remember us thinking, like, a punter might win the MVP in this game. <laughs> yes, that's true. Who's going to knock them down to the one-foot yard line? <laughs> oh, that was so bad. Um yeah so that's to us the greatest super bowls uh that is all i've got let's get to your bad good and great and i'll also add the my most hurtful one was the bills and giants uh wide wide right i was gonna when i said wide i'm like i don't remember if it was left or right (laughs) yeah that was in the top 10 that tsn did top 10 super bowls before the super bowl and obviously number one is actually the worst Super Bowl ever the New England Atlanta 28 to three comeback oh, right I wish that was any other team because that was that was it was great but not for me that so we both had our most hurtful Super Bowls watched yeah for sure um I put this as my bad because I, I didn't really have any for this week but 
I'm going to throw it in there. I don't know if you heard, but Amazon may be buying the Commanders. I did see that. Jeff Bezos. I don't know if it's good or not. But anyway, just thought maybe it is, right? Because the owner, Snyder, is kind of a piece of crap anyway. Yeah, but just, so maybe having him there might be good. I think that's the only positive. I don't really care about who owners are, except for the ones that are bad. I, I wonder so if So he's that, bad. Dan Snyder, bad. Right. I, I wonder if that affects their television rights if he owns a team hmm. does he have to give up the rights you i don't I, mean? I don't know if he is actually the amazon i don't know if he's actually like with amazon anymore oh okay so that might be his reason why he can buy the commander but he also i don't know businessy stuff i don't know all right uh, to the good um so uh they the nba broke down the two game series that have been happening all year up to this point. Uh, so this is how it's gone so far. Uh, the home team has swept. Uh, sorry, there's been 17 games. The home team has swept uh, seven games. Uh, sorry, <laughs> let me try that again. The, the home team has swept 17. The road team has swept seven. And there's been 12 splits. Wait, how many games have there been? Oh, you're just saying oh, the, the actual number of games. Correct. Okay. Yep. There we go. I was, I was very... Because you said 17 games, but also 17 oh, right. that one team had won. No. That, the actual games individually. Correct. Um, again, so like you were talking about football. So the XFL and the USFL, I guess they're going to battle <laughs> for time. They're both on TV. They're both being carried by networks. Doesn't the USFL start like in a couple of weeks? Yeah, but it's going to be on TV as well. I don't know if they're going to have fans this year because they only had friends and family last year. But um, anyway, this is this is so. There's no more. There's no kickers on on these teams. Just so you're aware. Really? There's like, no kickoffs. We don't. Do and there's no extra points. And there's no field goals. It's all going for points. I I'd heard of this with the like they have like the one point, two point, three point. Correct. But like field goals? We're not doing field goals? Do they have punters? Um I don't think so. Hmm. I kinda like that, but I feel bad. Now these like people don't have jobs. So, no, wait, actually there was a punter. There was an yep. old punter that was in the NFL okay. that or maybe so, he's just there for fun. So anyway, here here's so instead of an onside kick, so again, no more kickers. It's fourth and fifteen from your own twenty-five. Um, is just one of the rules. Um, and again, they've got. Um, you can go for three, you can go for two, or you can go for one. But each play is like an offensive further, play. Correct. Further and further back, depending on on how you want to do it. So, but I agree. I think the when like how often is a kickoff return interesting? Maybe three times a day and i'm talking about every game yeah three like i'm usually fast forwarding through it because why because they usually kick it through the only thing that would makes it interesting for me is if the kickoff guy can get a kick a field goal the rouge yeah the one pointer from the cfl yeah they could add that maybe because other than that what's happening the kickoff returners watching the ball go over his head <laughs> and the stands. the stands right it's just so uninteresting so anyway, yeah. So I like the, the the so it's fourth and fifteen from your own twenty five yard line if you want to go for it on fourth down. Um, and so based on that, 
the Battle Hawks. I'm not sure where they're from. They, uh, they had to score St. 15 Louis. points in the last two minutes to come back and win. St. Louis, that's right. I did see the I did see the edited version of that, and it's actually pretty cool. It does allow for for more comebacks, and just it's a gimmicky league. Just do gimmicks, and and you're not going to have as many injuries, right? It it I think it's worse when you're actually having players having head-on collisions and that's what kickoffs and punts are all about two but, players running as fast as they can in opposite directions you don't have that on any other type of play really really yeah no that's right, right. um on the great side um from the stadium series and i hope they adopt this for all of the nhl i really liked having the clock in the boards like oh, yeah. the, I really like that because especially if I was a player and I'm killing a penalty, I want to. I don't want to have to look up. I I used to hate that. I didn't have that all that often because there was only a few times we would play in OHL uh, arenas and stuff, and that kind of bothered me because you had to look up to find stuff. Because normally it's on the it's at one end or the other of the rink, and you can just look at it, right? But if it's right in the boards, and you know, let's say you you because there's times when you're not sure how much time's left. And let's say you're killing a penalty, you're, you're up by one, and if you if you just have a clock there, well, now I can, yeah, of course I can hold the puck here for six seconds. Or I just, I just, you know, from a player's point of view, I would really like that. I don't know why they wouldn't incorporate that in every arena, in every arena rather than just the stadium series. But that was one thing I really kind of enjoyed to see for the player side of things for that. Especially that they've now figured out the boards, the like boards, like the digital boards. Right. So you can put that scoreboard into the actual board. That's right. But then no one on TV is going to see, see it, it. Right. unless you have that like corner shot. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's yeah, that's true. Because eh? the like are the boards in all their ranks now back to white and like each t- TV um, station has their own advertising on those boards i think they do still have ads but they covered up when with the tvs they like espn put up their own. they'll put the like this saturday this game right, right all right and then my last one is um team canada the women's team come all the way back from being down three games to nothing in this rivalry series and come back and win the last four games to win it all I, I was going to ask you that because I watched Game 7. Well, I watched until it was 5 nothing in Game 7. The only time I, that I can ever remember there being a blowout between Canada and the U.S. I was wondering if it was 3 nothing. That was my that was going to be my question about it. Uh, yeah. So they were down 3 nothing, And on top of the fact that um, Canada did not have their second best player for most of the series. Off of college, right? Sir yes. Fillier? She's still playing there, yeah. Now I know the Americans. I think we're missing a couple players as well, but um, most of their they're an older team at this point, like the, the Hillary, Hillary Knights and Coin and yes and Keller, Dirty Kes- Keller Kessel oh yeah Kessel. Keller <laughs> yes like they fought I, actually her and um, and Captain Canada fought near the end of the game. Yeah, it was near the end of the game because. Um, she ended up getting kicked out of the gate. She didn't want to because she wanted to celebrate with her team, but they she got a 10-minute misconduct, so she got kicked out. So she just, of course, waited by the boards till the end of the game. But Hey, you just hide in the corner. Yeah, but there, it was, yeah, it got a little bit scrappy. 
Also, shout out uh, Blair Turnbull, who's my favorite player on this Team Canada. Okay. Two goals in that game she, seven. That uh, her and I'm sorry, number seven, uh, Laurie Stacy. Yeah, they had their best game of the. I don't know what you want to call it. The series, series I guess. Um, yeah, because they they didn't need their their top line to to score. Like Sarah Nurse was kind of like, I don't want to say she was um, silent, but. She quieter did, quieter than she has been for sure right and then of course on top of the fact that uh the old amazing race girl she wasn't there either megan mickelson or uh, uh and natalie spooner natalie spooner's she's having a baby so, and i would consider her probably the second or third best player on the team as well and the the only other funny thing i, I have to add is uh there was actually a trophy this year uh, for this, a rivalry series trophy, and they weren't quite sure what to do because when they win, they don't usually win a trophy. They win an Olympic yeah, gold medals. medal or silver, right? So uh, she had her gloves on when she lifted. She wasn't really – and then she wasn't sure, like, who to give it to next. It was kind of funny to watch the end of that. It is one of those reminders that it does suck that there's two, like, professional women's leagues out there because yeah. there is – so much talent that you wish like and i'm not just saying like to just make like the wnhl like gary bettman doesn't want to do that because right. he's a jerk but right uh, if you just had all of these top players in yes. one league uh, that i yeah because again how many times do you have a league that's just starting that decides oh let's go two different leagues and and rival each other and, and not have as much talent i agree with you like just have the wnhl and like I said, play on Saturdays at four o'clock. Like you could have, you could really promote the game by having these women play before the men do. And you get a ticket; it's part of the coverage, right? You want to go watch the Leafs and Canadians on Saturday night? Well, you can also watch Toronto Six and Montreal, whatever they're called. I would probably know it if because I might watch some of those games if they were on at four o'clock. Yeah, Toronto Six. I only know because I play in that rink. So I've played in that rink before. Right. Montreal, like at one point, they were the Fury, right, or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, I think you're right. I think they have a so different they, name. They I think ch- they went to a different changed. league now. Right. If we just had so it's, one yeah. league and all that talent, it could it could be something. Although, do we really trust? I don't even trust the NHL to market their own players, let alone to market women properly. Well, they could deal with that themselves. They have their own commissioner and stuff. I think they could do it because. The, the Leafs used to do it when um, the Marlies used to be in Toronto as a uh, OHL team. And I've gone to games. It wasn't part of it, though. That was the only difference. You'd have to buy a ticket to go watch them at Maple Leaf Gardens. And then, of course, you'd have to leave for the night game when the Leafs were on. But at least they would have that to try and promote it. But, again, that's just the way it goes i guess yeah two two advocators for the sport we just want to and you know what if you need a number one broadcast team we're going to be better than whatever the hell you were watching yeah adrian college was up i gotta watch the last 20 minutes because that was on uh like a tape delay so they were adrian college and that's playoffs just starting the playoffs and i guess because of their ranking they're already going to make the nationals Hmm. which are in march again i'm not quite sure how that works but anyway Adrian College was up 5-4 over Michigan State with about three minutes or ten minutes to go in the third period. So 
I'll have to watch the end of that. But yeah, the I don't know who, and it doesn't sound like it's someone young. No, who is announcing old. that? Right? Like, could they not just like? Can they not? Do they not have a broadcasting course where they could have like? Can you guys go and do this game and at least know some of the names? <laughs> like that was that. I should have put that as my bad. And it's into the Spartan zone, and the defenseman takes it. Like I could do that. Yeah. Right now, I could do that. And we could do that sitting here. Yeah. But to actually be in the rink, like you gotta gotta give them some energy for sure. Uh, but yeah, that is. I think that's that's all we got. That's so, we got. Uh, next pick aside, arbitration versus restricted free agency. We'll we'll dive a little bit more into the difference between the two because right. on the outside looking in, it does just kind of look like the same thing, but there is yeah. a a very key difference. Right. So uh, yeah, that is all we've got. And besides that, we will see you next time.